Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Moments like this, these last two football games, being able to do what we've done, energize a city, right? Energize a, a, a town, energize fans. Uh, it's only going to make us better moving forward, and that's the part that I'm excited about. No one, no one thought we should be here, and we just kept believing, and it's really cool, really cool to be a part of, and, and it was special, and like I said, just the beginning. You know, I, I go back to April, and I, I told the team in April, I said, expect to play playoff games on the road in Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City. You know, I think that was this this year, obviously, was huge for, for this organization, for our city, for just our franchise, you know, moving forward. And, and it kind of sets the bar of, of, of who, who we're going to be and, and what we're going to do moving forward. And and that's the mindset, and, the, and we won't settle for less than that. And this this won't be this won't be the last you guys hear of us. So we'll be back. This boy got a hit. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars Today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, David Garrard, and E to the T. All right, good morning, everybody. We snap a streak of Victory Mondays that was rolling for quite a while right there as the Jaguars season comes to an end. What might have been in Kansas City as you can be proud of your Jags for making it to among the final eight teams in the National Football League still standing. You can also be frustrated that you felt like you had a game right there in your grasp, very winnable, that you let get away from you on Saturday uh, afternoon into the evening. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Mike Dempsey along with Tony Smith. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Uh, did you watch both games yesterday? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I watched them too, but yeah. with not a whole lot of great enthusiasm. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, I'm now in the stage of who do I root against? <laughs> you, know, you know, that's a lot of times my typical state of being, but at least we've had something to root for in the last – well, really all season long, but particularly the last couple of months. David Garrard, good morning. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, I wish I was coming in here with a victory Monday mm-hmm. to be so excited. You're still all jagged up, though. I like the, oh, well, you got I the shirt of, and hat I, I combo. I kind of stay jagged up. You know, that is just uh, my attire. Natural state of being. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I just I love the, the look, the feel, all that, all the above. But, um, you know, uh, me and the wife went out there and um, – you know, we were trying our best to cheer as loud as we could. I, I mean, I was yelling. Anytime the crowd got quiet, I felt like it was an opportunity an opportunity to yell Duval. And when I did, you would hear a smattering <laughs> of people trying to yell it back. And then one lady said, what is that? Kitty litter? I'm like, yeah, you're going to see some kitty litter. But it was my first time being a fan. And it, you didn't get it, to show her the kitty litter. I didn't get to show her the kitty litter. No, <laughs> no. They threw it in our face. Hey, look, uh, to the victors go the spoils. Kansas yeah. City's been the best team in the AFC all year long with a record of 14-3. and three. Doesn't mean that that game wasn't very winnable for the Jags on Saturday. We'll get into that today. E.T., what was the scene like over at Daly's place on Saturday? Man, it was wild. It felt like we had a home game or something, and that thing was packed. The electricity, the energy, 
the fans did their part definitely to, for those who didn't go out to Kansas City. It was beautiful to see. Yeah, uh, several. I mean, we we heard what the number was, but I don't think they're announcing the attendance, so uh, it doesn't matter. It was packed out from what we understand. Yeah. But look, uh, this is one of those. You can go in, and I get it. Kansas City was favored by nearly 10 points in this football game, and that's all well and good. But the way it played out, I mean, you had a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. You had the team backed up to the two-yard line, Uh, down three, and here comes Chad Henney, and a ball comes across the middle that is – momentarily on the hands of Foye Oluokin. Playoff game, you got to make that play. Yeah. Jag sees it on the line right there. Yeah. I mean, that, and you don't know that at that moment, yeah. that that'll be the play potentially. I mean, there were other key plays in this football game, Tony, but I mean, I know we all felt like there was blood in the water. Uh, Mahomes was out. You didn't know Dave V was coming back in yeah. at that point in time. Henny is backed up. I mean, Henny on that drive only threw for 23 yards. Mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves here. They gave a big run to Isaiah Pacheco. They had the 15-yard roughing penalty. Yep. But none of that happens if Foye Lucan makes that play. I'm not blaming the loss on Foye Lucan. I'm just saying that's one of those plays that was out there to be made. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, there, there were a number of plays that could have been made in the game. And in those plays, they were really big, game-changing plays. The Lucan's uh, almost inception. Uh, Kirk not catching that deep ball. Gotta have it. Oh my God. Gotta I, have yeah. it. That's the moment that you live for. Nobody's around you. Nobody's challenging you. It was a great ball. Make that play. That's what you get paid the big bucks. You were the number one free agent guy and all that kind of stuff for that moment. Unfortunately, it just seems like when we get into those kind of games, I can remember years ago where there was a pass up there in New England that didn't get called as well. I hate to bring that back up again, but that's when we have to rise up and make the plays. You know when they say players make plays in big moments of the game, and that was one. Uh, Aluakon was another, uh, you know. So it's unfortunate. Uh, They definitely gave it their best. It just shows you that we still have more that we need to be able to really – be up there with the big dogs and uh not that we're that far off because we were right there i mean at the end of the game we were right there with an opportunity look uh, with all that that happened with over five minutes to go jamal agnew hangs on to the ball tony yeah. if they score on the next play yeah then all of a sudden uh collars are getting tight for the kansas city chiefs a little bit as here come the jaguars in a position that they've been in the entire second half of the year and prevailed almost every single time coming from behind and you know, I personally, I thought the call was right. I thought it was a fumble. I thought he had it long enough. I think yeah. it stinks that it yeah. was, but I think that's just the way it goes. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not one of these people that blames the games on the referee. Uh, no, yeah. And, and I look, I get it. There are people that think the game was called in Kansas City's favor. I think every time you lose in the postseason, you could probably point to calls. As you, <laughs> I, was it you, Tony, who said that, look, if, you're going to count everyone that you want going the Jaguars' favor. If they counted every time Juwan Taylor leaves early yeah. on a snap, <laughs> yeah. then we'd never get a playoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, the Chiefs had that drive where defensively they had two or three penalties on a drive, and the Jags scored on that drive. And they were all kind of borderline calls. Yeah. And they – it's – I get it. It's frustrating. You lost the playoff game that you felt like you had, you had a real chance to win. Yeah. So you're going to point to the three, four moments that are like, this is where the officials jobbed us. Well – they don't always job you, yeah. right? Like, sometimes you just didn't do enough to win the football game, and unfortunately, I think that's kind of the takeaway from this. And the other is 
win enough football games next year that you get to host in the divisional round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Instead of having to do the road trip to Buffalo or Kansas City or Cincinnati in the AFC divisional round next year. And it's wild when you look back at the Jaguars' season this year, they weren't that far from being able to do that this season. Now, they weren't that far from not going to the playoffs at all. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you got to look at both sides of it. But if they can beat Houston at home, right, if they win that game against Denver, there are clear games, the Washington game, to open up the season. These aren't huge margins for them to overcome this year to be in a position where this weekend you could have possibly been hosting a divisional round playoff game. But if you're going to go deep in the AFC playoffs, that's probably what you need. the next goal needs to be. We need to be a one or two seats that we're hosting this week. You know, you look at Cincinnati, though, who did win in Buffalo this weekend, no right? They, they can look and say, hey, we lost three of our first five games by a total of eight points. Mm-hmm. I, everyone could play that game if yeah. we had won this. That's presuming nobody else did anything in their favor along the way as well. So if we get a few, uh, they probably should as well. The big question is now, how much of the core of this team are you going to be able to hold together? Yeah. Every team, every year is different, Dave. You've been to the playoffs. You know you come back thinking, oh, we're just going to pick up where we left off, and it generally doesn't work that way. Yeah, and you can't have the mindset that you're just going to pick up where you left off. You've got to go into it ready to grind, ready to do everything that it takes. you got to do more than you did the year before. Because now everybody knows about you. Now everybody's kind of gunning for you a little bit. Oh, you guys made it to the playoffs. You knocked us out, whatever it is. You got to be ready to have the mindset that now people are going to start hunting you. You can't just kind of sneak up and knock guys off because they're taking you lightly. They're ready for you now. They're looking for you. All right, look, so on one hand, we're thrilled that the Jags went to the playoffs and won a playoff game this year, had a home playoff game, won the division uh, after starting three and seven, particularly after the, the disaster that's been the last couple of seasons, at the same time you can be disappointed. At the same time, feeling like you let one slip through your grasp, and who knows? When you get down to the final four, man, anything can happen. Yeah. You know, you get to a one-game scenario to get to the Super Bowl, anything can happen. Jags won't get that opportunity this week. Hopefully, it'll be a lesson that that they can use uh, to fuel them going forward in the future. If you want to get on board today, 641-1010 on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Your Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day simply asks you for your reaction to the Jags season-ending 27-20 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday. Hit us up on Twitter uh, today, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL, Fat Tony, at David Garrard underscore 9. You got it. Got the new one. Mm. And at IME2. The T. Come on, somebody. All right, so we're off and rolling. Uh, we'll take your phone calls. We'll hear from a few select Jaguars as the season comes to an end for them and some wondering about whether they'll be a part of what the Jags are building here in the future. It sounds like a lot of them want to be back in Jacksonville, and that is a change from uh, recent history to be sure. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, David Garrard, and E.T., you're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Jaguars Today on 1010XL with David Garrard. Brought to you by Napa Auto Care. You know, we'll have plenty of time to really work on the offseason roster here. You know, do the mental exercise. But going to have to cut some guys probably that you don't want to necessarily. Or at least redo their deals. Like Shaq Griffin, I think most people realize that's where you're going to get your biggest savings. You played without him most of the year. He's never been a top flight you know, cornerback one in his time here in Jacksonville. Um, beyond that, 
you know, get a, save a big chunk by moving on from Roy Robertson Harris. Played pretty well down the stretch. You know he, what I mean? He did. Like, he was one of the names that was called most of the time. And you're like, oh, well, we got to get rid of this guy? Come on. You know, most uh, people, uh, I, close to 50% of people when we did a season-ending Hoosier defensive MVP vote said Rayshon Jenkins is the Jaguars defensive MVP. Now, may not have been in terms of coverage on Kelsey on Saturday night, but Rayshon played pretty damn well this year. You know, that's another guy you could find – a significant cap savings if you moved on from, but the problem is you move on, you got to replace that. Guy. Yeah, you got to find somebody else. That's you got to give you that starter. production. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if well, there's definitely other guys out there, and you're just hoping to land. But you already have a guy, you know what he can do. Maybe it's worth redoing, restructuring, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, look, I mean, they'll figure out what they're going to do. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, among those, saying, "Look, he yeah. definitely wants to be back here. Best year of his life." He yep. described it. And That's great. It is great, mm -hmm. you know. I hope we can afford him. Yeah, because he's a nice weapon, man. It's a nice uh, thing to have a tight end who can catch the ball and run away from people. Yeah, you know. And uh, he played well. He fit in great in this locker room. Really loves being here. And and Tony, I think that's one great thing about this. You know, coming out of twenty seventeen, who's going to get paid? This guy got paid. What? Who got paid? Yeah. And you know, you started to have guys. Well, if he's going to get paid, I want out. Kind of thing and nobody wants out right now everybody's clamor to get back in or or to stay here as Christian Kirk uh tweeted out uh you know no better place to be for him than Duval and uh, I think that sentiment is shared by pretty much everybody in that locker room right now yeah it certainly feels like it like I think coming out of right out of the loss in the AFC championship game that may have been the way that the locker room was speaking about it and by the time we went through the offseason and Bortles got the contract and everything that had gone on, then you have one of your star players with the Brinks truck bringing them to training camp, right? Like, that's the kind of stuff that was going on that year. I don't foresee that being what's going to happen with these guys. Like, Josh Allen, I don't think his personality is showing up to training camp next year in a Brinks truck, right? Right. Even if it's time for him to figure out whatever that contract is going to look like, if he's going to be here long term. In Jacksonville, I don't think he's going to be that kind of personality. I don't think they have that kind of personality on the team. So, I don't expect it to crumble in the kind of way that the 2018 locker room did a month and a half into the year. Agreed. All right, let's get to the phone calls. Get your reaction, good, bad, otherwise, on uh, not only this game, but kind of how the season wrapped up. Uh, don't make a speech. we got a lot of people we want to get to today, but uh, we do invite your feedback. We'll begin with Rich on the south side. Rich, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man? Good. What's up? Nothing. I just wanted to touch on a couple things, man. First, wonder, I'm proud of the players in this season. I uh, seen Jamal Agnew's letter to us, the fans, and I just like about this team, man. I feel like as a fan base, they kind of knew how bad we wanted and how long we have been tied in the Jaguars sucking all this, and they kind of took that this year and, you know, played with that, you know, and I think next year we got a lot to look forward to. I also, um, Wanted to know, like, uh, what's the deal with Shaq Griffin? Like, is that somebody we can move around to as far as – because I would like to keep Roy Robertson Harrison. I think he's one of those players that when you look on tape, you see that he calls in the double teams and stuff, but just in the stat box, he maybe don't put up a lot. But I think he's an important piece to the team. And, man, just great season to you guys too, man. Love the show the whole year. Duval. Duval. All right, Rich. We appreciate you, bud. Um, thank you for that. Uh, look, Shaq Griffin, it's just the obvious. You you are about $20 million 
over the cap projected, right? Yeah. That's when you add in Calvin Ridley this offseason, projecting that he's going to be on this football team and get reinstated. But um, you save $13 million against the cap if you release Shaq, yeah. right? You have $4 million dead cap hit, but it would cost you 17 otherwise. It is a mortal certainty that they will move on from Shaq Griffin. But that still leaves you about $7 million over the cap and that's before you try to re-sign some of your guys, yeah. maybe sign a couple of other players in free agency. You got your rookie class to account for. Uh, you got to have some maneuverability. You got to have some wiggle room here. And look, you can find ways to create cap space. But the Jags are going from a series of years where they're flush with it <laughs> to now they've got to manage things a little bit differently. Yeah, and that you know somebody's getting paid the big bucks to figure all that out. You know, and I'm sure. Throughout the season, as it's you know progressed, they've been trying to work those things out to see what's going to happen. And I'm sure some guys started flashing that wasn't flashing early, so they're like, okay, maybe we need to keep that guy. But I, you know, I agree with Rich. We we I think we should keep Roy Robertson Harris. You know, I think he's somebody who is just going to continue to get better, and uh, we can find other young guys. You can get guys in a draft, but Shaq is one of those guys that you know. Like you said, we played without him for most of the year and hasn't really lived up to that, you know, number one quarterback cornerback billing. You could probably get his production for a lot less of an investment is the bottom line. As far as Agnew goes, man, it stinks. You know, Agnew doesn't want to fumble that ball, man. It's a physical error that he made. Yeah. He just, he's, as he's bringing it in, ball kind of hits him in the chest and he, yeah. he's losing it before he gets hit. And the shame of it is, Tone, he, I thought he was the player of the game yeah. for the Jags up until that point. Like, I couldn't give a guy who had that crucial turnover with five minutes left my vote for player of the game. But, I mean, he was spectacular on kickoff returns again, setting the Jags up with short fields and, and almost breaking a couple uh, to the house. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if they're as close as they were without the contributions of Jamal Agnew. No, and he's maybe a guy that you, with one year left on his deal, look to extend this offseason and take that number down a little bit. You know, this year that may be mm -hmm. something that they consider, but he's among the top two or three return men in the league, and he yeah. might be number one. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, he's at least in that argument. And several times here over the last month and a half, when they needed a big return, they got one yeah. uh, from Jamal Agnew, and I'm with you. It's, it stinks that that moment had to fall on him. And who knows if that play's even called for him. That's the drive that Christian Kirk went right. out on. He may not yeah. be in the game at all. That, that's right. what I was saying. I said that during the game. I said, you know, that was probably a Christian Kirk ball right there. And great that you have Agnew that can step in and still actually elevate the ability when you catch the ball to go make plays with it. But honestly, every receiver – can make that mistake every receiver has no you know so it's not like well he came in he's our punt return guy and why were we trying to do that it's he's a playmaker on the offense and one of the best playmakers and he's definitely a guy that you got to be able to find a way to keep here because without his ability on special teams this year a lot of the drives would have been you know maybe not the same and a lot of games may not have been the same because he is a real game changer the way that he can bring the ball out to the 50-yard line so many times. And a lot of times where you the, the return or the kickoff team knows this guy is going to do something, we've got to get him down, and they still can't. Yeah, I'm with Tony. He may be the best at his job in the yeah. National Football yeah. League. And I don't watch every return man in the yeah. National Football League, but he's, I, I would wager that he's right up there with anybody Well, you who can else name. pops out to you that you know you would think to put up there with him? You just got to think like that. 
No, but then again, if you're not watching Jaguar football every week, no. you might yeah. not go, hey, man, that Jamal Agnew yeah, in Jacksonville yeah. is like, Just it. watching the divisional round yesterday, yeah. San Francisco and I was Dallas say both the same had thing. guys yeah. that I yeah. think are at least in that yeah. discussion. And I know? never even who knew the 49ers guy that – when he fumbled when a guy punched Ray it Ray, out. Yeah. yeah, but then he returned one, you know, a long ways. All right, let's get back to the lines uh, with Byron in Gainesville next up here on Jaguars today. Good morning, Byron. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, guys, I think, you know, I've been a Jaguar fan since the 90s, but I found you guys on 1010 XL probably about two years or so ago. I don't even want to – Miller, we're doing that Miller rain, you know. And, uh, guys, it's been great. And for the team, I kind of echo what the last guy said. I, I, I felt this team fought for the city, man. And I'm just so thankful, man. You know, you don't celebrate a loss, but I'm, I just feel good about the season. I enjoyed you guys. All meeting all y'all, I call you family. Guys, I enjoyed it. Great season, guys. And I'm going to end it with this. Duval! Duval! All right, Byron. We appreciate you. All All right, don't be a stranger, Byron. We appreciate you, man. Let's uh, back to the lines we go. Dave in New Jersey next up here on Jaguars today. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. Good uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, After watching the the game and uh, the overall season, you know, uh, the fact that we lost, and when it comes to the game, we lost. I mean, when we played a team like the Chiefs, you really can't have self-inflicted mistakes and really expect to win a game. So even though we lost, I'm disappointed that we lost. I really expect to win. You know, the last sip of the yak for the night didn't feel as bitter as it did in, like, past seasons. So I'm feeling really optimistic, and especially as I can probably see I'm a the, the Jaguar a Jaguar planet in the Philadelphia area. I'm, I'm going to definitely hold you down a pair. And it's, it feels good to be able to actually have a basis to be able to talk a lot of the trash moving forward because when it comes to the division, like, when it comes to the quarterback position, every other team in the division, I'm not going to say it's in shambles, but they're definitely nowhere near as set as we are. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in Duval, so I'm not in playing it like you guys. But, we, we, you know, I'm definitely going to hold it down, and we got a bright future. And um, thanks for taking my call. All right, Dave, appreciate it. Uh, let's hope they do, right? And and I think they do, certainly, when you got a 23-year-old franchise quarterback and you've got a head coach that's proven he can win at the highest level in the National Football League. That's a great basis, a great combination to start from, Dave. But – Every year is different, man. And this year, you're sitting there, and you're like, "Man, you look, you're, man, we could have, we could have won that game. We would been one of the final four standing." And it, are any of these teams invincible that you look at right now? I mean, you know, Philadelphia looked fantastic this week, but who knows? I mean, the, you know, look, you got to beat some really good teams to, yeah. to get to where you want to go. That's always going to be the case. But here's the thing: next year. Right, you had this great chemistry this year. Is it as good next year? Maybe it will be, right? Do you Are you able to bring back a guy like Evan Ingram? Can you keep the weapons intact for Trevor Lawrence and add a Calvin Ridley, maybe replacing a Marvin Jones Jr. without subtracting anything else? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Will you stay as healthy as you did? Now, Shaq's a guy I often forget about when I do this list, but you lost Shaq early on. You lost Barch. A lot of people didn't think Barch was going to win the job anyway, yeah. so it was a surprise that he did to some. So, okay, so how much of a drop-off is it then to Shatley? You lose Cam late. Walker Little, you had fortunately spent a high pick on, and he played very, very well. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting uh, – oh, yeah, Dewan Smoot, but he wasn't yeah. a starter. Okay, those are like the four main guys you lost this year. You did trade away James Robinson, but that was your choice. You could have a wave of injuries. Now you just don't know, right? I mean, you, you never I, know. I thought the Jags were very fortunate, and look, you could get there, yeah, and you can be the better team. 
And your quarterback might be the one with the high ankle sprain next year. In that, you just don't know. And those opportunities, even though you can look ahead and say, oh, "We think we got a nice window here with Trevor Lawrence uh, coming up," that's one opportunity gone by. It is. You know, it's his second year. So, and I, I don't think many people really had us going to the playoffs this year. So, to be able to get there probably a year before we really felt like we would ha- really challenge for it is a great thing. And we saw the chemistry, like you said, coming together there late in the season. I think without you can't never, you know, put injuries in there and, and factor all that in, but just going and looking at our team and where we are, the fact that Trevor gets to go through a whole offseason with the same staff, same offense, same guys, maybe changing a piece here and there, that's a benefit for him and this offense and our team. So going into next year, we're going to expect Trevor to play at an even higher level, whatever that level is, even if it's just where he played really good towards the end of the season for us this year, you know, for most of the season, it's still a great thing because now he's not having to deal with coaches coming in and changing and the offense changing and a whole new group of, you know, pass catchers and all that kind of stuff. He gets to be able to comfortably now go through the offseason and then – transition right into the season next year as the man, as the guy who knows this offense, you know, like the back of his hand. I will say one thing about the ahead of schedule thing. I think he's only ahead of schedule if you revise the schedule. Like when they drafted Trevor Lawrence, I thought by the end of the second year, this year, they should be competing for a playoff spot. I really did. And now whether they win the division and win a playoff game, but then we set that schedule back because – Urban and that yeah. atrocity, yeah. right? But but if you go back to when you took him, like hey, with any kind of competent coaching, if this guy is the goods, you're going to have something special. By the end of year two, you should be playing meaningful games in December. So I don't think they're as far ahead of my personal schedule as they were when they first drafted Trevor Lawrence. I think it's only because we said, all right, that first year's almost a throwaway at this point that we felt like he was a year behind. And I'm glad you just said that because that is exactly why we are ahead of schedule because that first year was a throwaway, and it wasn't even close. It was the worst kind of season you could bring a franchise rookie quarterback into. Your head coach is the biggest problem with you. He's supposed to be the one nurturing you and trying to get you to understand the game and to get you to understand the speed and all that kind of stuff, not the one distracting from your ability to just go in and study. You're answering questions about your head coach. So when you saw that atrocity of that first year going into that second year, you're like, okay, now he can at least breathe and figure out how to play football in the NFL and then actually took us to the playoffs. So it was definitely feeling like we were ahead of schedule with that. All right, let's get uh, Charles on the west side before we hit the break here. Uh, Charles, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead, please. Guys, you know, I was still – serenely confident going in uh, during the game and up until the point where we couldn't get any out and that's when I started to think oh no but I tell you what the difference is this year uh, I uh, I think Trent Balky will uh, I have confidence that he's going to make the right moves in the offseason where you know uh, it's not a clown show anymore you know we're the ringmasters now so uh yeah, I feel good about our team, and 
little disappointed. I'm heartbroken. I'll admit it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think we got a good shot. Uh, so Duval. <laughs> All right, Charles. Duval to you as well. Uh, yeah, look, we, we can get into the bulky more as the offseason goes on. He had his hits for sure. He had his misses as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any question in my mind, at least, Tony. We're not having a discussion, are they going to replace the general manager this no, offseason? that's not happening. I mean, I think no. the, uh, you know, the only question is, does Doug Peterson replace any of the guys on his staff? Um, that's a Doug Peterson question. I don't think, you know, for, for some who, in light of the fact that Travis Kelsey had 14 catches in this game, there have been I've seen the smattering of callings for Mike Caldwell's job uh, popping their head back up, and uh, I, I don't think there's much of a chance that that happens here. Um, you may feel that way, and I understand that. They did, you know, that defense, when it played better, was very reliant on the big play. Yeah. yeah. And when it wasn't there, yeah, you know, it wasn't great. It's not like, by the way, the Chiefs went up and down the field on him, but the mere fact that, you know, who knows what Mahomes would have done if he was healthy, and the fact that you did let Henny go 98 yards yeah. on you, just – that, well, that's, I went that's back, an old-timer. Yesterday, I went back and watched that drive specifically, yeah. right? Because I was watching the reaction of the fan base to heat him up. Why aren't we hitting Henny? The only time he completed passes is when they blitzed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only time Chad Henny even completed passes. When they just played coverage, they did all right yeah. against Henny on that drive. And then they'd blitz him, and he'd hit some the hot yards. little hot route. Right, yeah. like, yeah. that's when he hurt him is when they blitzed. The big run – on a blitz, and early in the game, they were blitzing Mahomes a lot, and it was pretty effective. Yeah. Mahomes is great, right? And so Mahomes would move around in the pocket and make some throw off, not even on a <laughs> foot, just jump it in the air and throw yeah. it over the middle of the field 25 yards. You're like, what can you do? Right, yeah. but then you would have thought once he gets the high ankle sprain, he's you knew, hobbled, you didn't know, he's right, hobbled, he's hobbled. Yeah. whatever the, the diagnosis is, yeah. it, it never felt like they put him under that well, kind of no. pressure ever again. Well, they – they never turned the heat down. Like, watching the game, they never turned it down. They were blitzing, blitzing, blitzing. They were completely ineffective doing it. Yeah. The Chiefs' offensive line is what won that game. They dominated the final three quarters of that game against that Jags defensive line. It didn't matter how many you But you brought. can't let that happen, though. No, I'm with you. Right, but especially he was bringing because five and six, and it I didn't know matter. he was, because yeah. they blitzed him once, Mahomes, the first time they played. And yeah. they, it sounded like, you know, they are blitzing every other snap at you know maybe even more yeah um, they were coming a lot they were and, and just couldn't do anything with and it and when you blitz you gotta get home that's the whole thing about blitzing so if you blitz and you just make the quarterback move a little bit and then he slides up and then guys are going to be even more open because they got less guys yeah. back there in coverage he's a quarterback that you would think if i can just continue to knock him to the ground at least with this high ankle maybe he'll give us something yeah. And we never could get enough pressure on him to give us the ball. All right, let's take a time out here. We'll come back more. Your reaction to the Jags' season-ending loss to the Chiefs. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. He's still throwing passes. It's a David Garrard Monday. On 1010XL. Brought to you by Napa Auto Care. My guess is if Dave was throwing passes in a mm-hmm. Kansas City uniform, Kelsey still would have had at least 12 catches in that game on Saturday, man. I, I would have only thrown it to him. Uh, he was <laughs> he seemed quite open on a lot of plays. And I mean on the short stuff, I just felt like after a certain point in time, I like 
man, if they needed third and five, he he was they're just letting him run seven yards upfield, turn straight around. It wasn't yeah. like I didn't think he was shaking people. I thought thought he was running upfield, turning around, and he like the zone never adjusted to him, and he'd get that easy catch. Like the first half, he had ten catches for only fifty-five yards. That is very hard to do to have that <laughs> low amount of yardage. Yeah, just showed you they they like they they weren't gonna let him beat him deep, but they were just seemingly giving him everything right off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that underneath stuff, especially when you're a quarterback that's you know kind of hobbled a little bit, you don't you don't want to have to hang in a pocket to try to throw it 30, 40 yards down the field. You want to be able to just find somebody that you trust, get the ball out of your hands, and let him go do the work. And that's just what Travis Kelsey has done his whole career. You know, just run up, run a little option route, find the sweet spot, and quarterback delivers it to him. All right, let's go to uh, Adam at the Beaches next up here on Jaguars Today. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, guys. Good good season, man. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to be upset. I mean, it, I, they exceeded all of our expectations. The Kelsey thing was frustrating. I don't think there was anybody that wasn't watching the game going, why aren't we just taking him away and make him beat us with anybody else? You know, and, and so, you know, that was a frustrating thing. And, and you guys were talking about the blitz and bringing the pressure. You know, I, I rewatched the game uh, early this morning and was looking at it. And, you know, it's a lot of the same. I'm just curious your thoughts on it. You know, I mean, Trayvon Walker, number one, you know, he, he just takes on the defender. And granted, he can bull rush the heck out of guys, but that's pretty much his only pass rush move. We all know that. So, he, you know, he's never been a pass rusher. It's hard to say. It's hard to envision him becoming a 10-sack guy when he's never had more than three, right? Like ever. So, and, and Josh Allen, that's another spot too. You know, Josh Allen disappears for five or six games, and I love the guy. But, you know, I, I don't think he's, he's not going to be Von Miller. That's clear. Um, and, and the other thing is, is when we do blitz, it seems like we just, we engage people. It's, it's always, there's never stunts. There, there's never a good disguise in it. Yeah. We might bring a guy off the edge or whatever, or the, the linebacker up the middle, but it's always right at somebody without some stunt run to create pressure. It just seems vanilla on that. And, you know, I don't know if that's something that as the, you know, the defense gels into next year, they'll add that wrinkle or whatever, but everybody else does that. It just seems like we don't Curious your thoughts on that. Go Jags. Great season, boys. Duval. All right. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Trayvon Walker uh, had to me. I mean, I'm sorry. It's a disappointing rookie season. You're yeah. talking about all oh, these raw. He's this. You selected him. You had your chance to take any player you wanted in the entire draft. You're taking a guy when you take him number one overall saying he's going to be the best player in the entire draft. He was far from that. Is Now, that's one year. But do we think he's magically going to develop all these pass rush moves? I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, look, this is pass rush right there at the top of the list, Tony, along mm-hmm. to me with yeah. a, a cover corner opposite uh, Tyson Campbell, uh, but maybe number one among all offseason needs for this football yeah, team. Yeah, maybe knowing how their rookie years went, Sauce Gardner should have been the number one pick. Yeah, uh, no, draft, I, I, if know? I could do it now, I would. I would take yeah. Sauce Gardner. And we'll see what they do to address both those spots going into this offseason. But, yeah, uh, when – for most of the season, it's when are they going to get a pass rush? When are they going to get a pass rush? Well, they drafted a guy at number one overall in the draft that is supposedly going to at least help your pass rush, and there was virtually no impact. He's a physical player, but yeah. you're asked to do a whole lot more than be physical when you're the number one overall pick in the draft, and it certainly didn't help him much on Saturday night against Kansas No one City. is saying Trayvon Walker's a bad football player. No. no one is also saying that he is the best rookie in the class, yeah. even on defense, I just not even at his position. So well, you're you're hoping he goes into the lab this off season, finds some 
pass rushing guru or other guys that are honing their craft, and he goes to work on being the you know most tools in his bag kind of guy because he's got to develop some other pass rushes other than the bull uh, bull rush. It, I mean, you can you can just use speed. So he hasn't done those things because he's always just been this big physical guy, but now he sees what it takes or what it's going to take to be a really good pass rusher. All right, let's let Tony Smith take you around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin was able to go into the Bills' locker room yesterday before their loss against Cincinnati. Watch the game from a suite. Hamlin's family has said that DeMar still has a long recovery ahead of him. After suffering cardiac arrest on the field in week 17 of the regular season, Bill's uh, wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, uh, pouted a little bit after the game. Grabbing that gear, trying to get out of there, had to be grabbed and brought back in. He was seen screaming at his quarterback on the sideline late in that game as well. So some drama there for Buffalo. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes suffered a high ankle sprain on Saturday. Mahomes said after the game that he plans to play in the AFC Championship game, said that it felt better than he thought it would at that point, but did add that he would have to see how it felt throughout the week to see how far away from 100% he may be against the Bengals this week. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley, a pending free agent, said on Saturday that he is not concerned with resetting the running back market added that he would like to continue playing for the Giants. That means he expects to be paid, I'm guessing, somewhere between, what, 12 and $20 million. We'll see what it ultimately lands on for Saquon Barkley. All right, thank you, Tony. Just goes to show you, no matter how much success you have, right, like, here, here are the bills. Josh Allen, I mean, sure, does he turn it over a little more than you'd like? Yes, but does he offset that by – the fact that he threw 35 touchdowns and ran for seven more, mm. uh, probably so, yeah. right? I mean, that, you know, 42 touchdowns produced, and that's about where he's been for the last several years. But, you know, this team, expectations have changed for the Bills. They're expected to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you don't get there, and then here we go. It's been a few years of knocking on the door, knocking on the door. This year they take a step back because they don't get out of the divisional round or the postseason. In their home stadium. Correct. Mm. You know, and hey, they're supposed to be the team that's built to play in those kind of conditions, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, so uh, no excuse for the the snow on the ground. Anyway, that's their issue, and hopefully uh, we'll have a nice sunny day when we uh, host them here <laughs> in the playoffs next year. Uh, where are we going, Tony? K in Riverside at the top of the board. K, you're on Jaguars today. Good morning. Yeah, hi. So this is what I have to say about um, everything real quick. All right. So, hold on. I, I have to do something real quick. All right. Uh, Kay, Kay, we're doing a radio no, 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 no. show. You ready here. to go? I'm or? here, dude. I'm here. I'm here. Kay. I'm here, dude. All right. So, hey, dude. David Garrard, yeah, David Garrard says, uh, he brings up about Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer uh, sort of held Trevor Lawrence back. I disagree with that. Um, your other guy brought up. Uh, All right. Kay, Kay, you got to go right now. My other guy, I'm I'm assuming you mean Tony Smith, who's hosted Mm -hmm. this show since the show was a show, Uh, maybe have a little bit more respect and be ready to talk about what you want to talk about when you come in. Try calling tomorrow if you'd like, when our other, other guy will be here. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Steve in Melbourne up next. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I feel proud for the guys. I mean, nobody expected us to get this far. I feel bad for Agnew. You know, you drop... uh, Stop that fumble, and I'm sure, Dave, uh, you've known plenty of returners. 
you don't want to have a free run to the end zone on a kick six and get tackled by the kicker. But, um, you know, everybody, I uh, wish we had more pass rush. Uh, Kirk, you dropped the ball on a play that was designed for you that Zay caught the touchdown last week doing your play. But, um, and everybody said, you know, Foya, you got to come down with that play. You got to come down with that play. If you look at the tape, Foya, get out of the way because. Oh, Tyson stop. All right. Stop. Around. Steve, thanks. I'm sorry. This notion that's been going around, cause and you're probably catching a little of Kay's flack here, but I'm sorry. Uh, Foye should not just go, oh, I'm not going to touch this, and I hope somebody behind me is going to make the play. You'd never do that. Of course you never do that. So, I mean, this this notion that Foye should have just let that go. And by the way, if the kicker tackles you, by definition, you did not have a clear shot to the end zone because someone was there in your way. He got a, the heel of his foot kicked up underneath, like, the, the face mask of the kicker. The kicker is lying on the ground. He beat the kicker. Yeah. And his heel got tripped up at the last second. I mean – like, if you're I mean, going to say Jamal Agnew has to take that to the house, Jamal Agnew played his ass off. You, he he threw himself on the mercy of the crowd for the fumble. Uh, you know, apologized and all this stuff. Like, I don't think you have to apologize. He didn't do something stupid. He made a mistake. And I, I certainly don't think Jamal Agnew did it out of, you know, a lack of effort or anything like that. It, it was a football mistake. I mean, fumbles happen in the games. You don't want them to happen, but they do. So to think that he did something wrong by not carrying the ball the right way or something like that, that's stupid. He just – it just made a mistake. Right. I mean, look, we all wish he, he hadn't. And I wish he had taken all those kickoffs to the house. But if you're going to fault the guy for averaging 43 yards on his kickoff returns, I mean, I I, just, I don't know what we're doing here. And the idea that Foya Lewican should just assume that someone behind him is going to make the play – and while he was watching the football, he's not in that vibes in the back no. of his head. He's trying to make a play on the football. Yeah. He did exactly what he's supposed to do. Just catch it next time. Yeah, NFL defenders and all their dummy runs to let the guy behind him get the ball. That's how that works. I mean, come on. That, that is, <laughs> how I does mean, he know it's not the receiver behind him that's going like, to catch the ball? Seen, exactly. We've seen the replay like 50 times. We're like, oh, how did he yeah. not see that? Come on, man. The, They're the, playing the game. The only time you see somebody not try to catch the ball is like a receiver who jumps and he thinks, Oh, Maybe this, this one's not intended not for me, for me right? yes. because I know the route that's behind me. It's for that guy. That's why you you see guys not catch the ball sometimes. Yeah, uh, Foya Lukin should have done exactly what he did, with yeah. the exception we just wish he was able to hang on to it, right? Exactly. You know, by the way, you're not going to catch that one every single time. He had a great opportunity to do it. He'll tell you he should have made the play, right? Um, would have loved to have had him made the play. Doesn't guarantee they would have won, but boy, I would have felt pretty good yeah. at that point as they would have been reeling with Henny throwing a pick, Jags mm. deep in their territory, chance to tie or take the lead, and the the will Mahomes even be back in this yeah. football game? Oh, what could have been? But to say that Foye should have just pulled up and let that go, I think is ludicrous. Uh, all right, halfway home, if you want to get in, 641 1010 is the number. This is Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Not just Monday, deep at Garrard Monday on 1010XL. Brought to you by Napa Auto Care. You can trust Jacksonville Napa Parts and Jacksonville Napa Auto Care repair shops. All right, uh, this one here from the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Went back and watched a game on the last drive before the interception by Trevor Lawrence. Jamichael Hasty was wide open on the short route. 
on Trevor's right-hand side. I believe also Ingram was wide open as well. Trevor needs to start throwing a little more checkdowns if the defense has given it to him instead of always going for the home run. The home run will eventually be there. Just take what the defense gives you. Trust your players to make the play. Uh, as a general rule, sure. At that time, there was 418 left in the game. Yeah. I mean, you're down 10 points. you got to be aggressive. You're trying yeah. to draw, yeah. drive the ball downfield. You can't just check it down, check it down, check it down, no matter how open guys yeah. are. And did, could he have missed a few guys? Sure. I don't think that had much of anything to do with them losing the game at that point in time. I and mean, I the, didn't feel like watching that game that he was being overly aggressive or the offense was being overly aggressive at any point no. in that game, right? Like, it felt like... A lot of it, we were sitting there watching, going, "Go, right, go, yeah, drive go. it downfield." Yeah, and instead they were willing to run the ball enough, and they were willing to take those short passes, screen, 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 yeah. screen, screen. I mean, that's kind of what the offense was. You know what it felt like, though, a little bit like, you know, here you got Kansas City up, and then when Henny comes in, they're just trying to play slow, methodical, keep away. Next thing you know, it's a six plus minute drive yep. that went 98 yards yeah. and all of a sudden I felt like it's the Tennessee game again like how many possessions are we going to get in this football game you know what I mean yeah. like a little bit like that and uh just that it's a shame because ETN I thought had a very strong performance in this game the other Hasty night he was running well too Hasty was running well but I particularly with ETN like a couple of times he hesitated but he got his shoulders square on those plays, and he ran through multiple arm tackles and would convert the first down. You know, averaged six yards a carry, scored the touchdown, caught all three of his targets. I, I would have liked to have seen him involved more, Dave. I, I would have, too. I didn't, I didn't know where he was, you know, later in the game. I kept seeing Hasty out there a, a ton. and I, I, I heard the guys this morning talk about it. Hasty's got a rep as being a really good pass protector. Yeah, so it okay. could have just been, like, if they felt like he was the strongest guy yeah. that – you know, we, we know we're going to we be gotta throw, protect, throw, throw. Yeah, we got to protect our yeah. quarterback. And to go back to what you were saying, uh, Tony, yeah, I, I felt like we were just throwing the ball sideways a bunch. We would take a shot kind of here and there, the one to Kirk kind of early, and then mm -hmm. it's, it felt like they kind of got away from it a little bit. But um, <clears throat> towards the end of the game, you got to start taking some chances. You got to start driving the ball down the field, or you're going to eventually run out of time. Yes, you want to hit your checkdowns and all those and all those things too, because they can make plays. And Trevor will learn from all that. I, the best thing about this whole season was, and getting into the playoffs, he knows what it takes now. He can he has understanding of what got him there and how he can be better next year as a quarterback, and hopefully improve even more. If he does that, then we can go a long way. And here's the thing, too. Lost all those close games. Mm -hmm. Maybe you win half of them this time, right? Yeah. But, but do you have all the comebacks that you had? You yeah. know, you can't be you can't be the team that consistently puts yourself behind week after week exactly. after week. You can't spot teams, uh, you know, 10, 15, 27 points, you know, every week. It was a fun yeah. season in yeah. that regard. You know, the, the Jags were not – Let's be honest. In the no matter what we felt, could they have won this game? Absolutely. Could they have then advanced? Maybe so. Could mm -hmm. they have won the whole thing? Perhaps. Right. I mean, yes. But realistically, mm -hmm. I don't think most of us look at this team and said Super Bowl favorite. Right. Yeah. So, you know, where again, you don't have to be satisfied if you feel like they should have won the game or or blew an opportunity to win the game on Saturday. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about the big picture of the whole thing. That okay. We, midway through the season, there were all kinds of calls from Mike Caldwell's head, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the defense starts making huge plays, and you're like, oh, defense is improving. Well, 
to some degree they did. They, yeah. they they got better, but when those big plays disappeared in the postseason tone, it showed up in a big way. It did, and it almost felt like going through the way that they ran the offense in that game, that that was the plan was we're going to be a one-score game in the fourth quarter and see what happens, mm-hmm. right? Like that That's almost the way that it felt the whole time. It's like that's where we've been at our strongest, second-half team, all that kind of thing. Just don't make the big mistake early, play conservative, all those kinds of things. And, look, they had the shot over the top to Kirk. He dropped the ball, right? Like they called it at the right time. They executed the play except the guy on the other end of the throw. Yeah. You know, and who knows what happens in that game if you don't have it because then you have the Walker Little back-to-back bad plays that got him out of field goal range on that drive as well. Like those kind of things happen, but it did feel like they were willing to be more conservative to try to, on the road against this Chiefs team, let's make it a fourth-quarter game and see what happens. We've been so good in that spot, and it got too far behind it. They they may regret it now looking back. You know, yeah. you know what? We should have just put the foot on the accelerator and and, and gone for it yeah. a little bit, you know? and look, which, which is Doug's M.O. is doing more of going for it yeah. and, and keeping that foot on the accelerator. So, you know, that I think everybody learned a lot in that game. Yeah, coaches look, and I, I guarantee you those coaches were not going, ah, man, that's great how far we I, They're probably no. like, damn it. I mean, you heard yes. Doug after the game. He's like, look. They definitely were. <laughs> we left plays out there, man. Yeah. If we just execute the plays that were there, there was nothing – needed to happen more than what the opportunities we had. Hang on to the football, catch the football, catch the interception. I mean, maybe just that one alone. And, again, I'm not putting this on Foyer. He tried to make a play. He didn't come up with it, right? It's not like he handed the ball to the other – you know, it just – he didn't make the play. They had a a couple opportunities to get a couple interceptions too, so it works the same on both sides. All right, let's go to Richard in South Carolina next year on Jaguars today. Good morning, Richard. Hey, good morning. Uh, y'all do a great job covering the Jags, and it, it was a great season. I really enjoyed watching all of them. Uh, my only concern was um, <clears throat> knowing going into that game, which was so important, that Mahomes' best or favorite target was Kelsey. And I know y'all brought this up, but they should have had somebody stick into that guy like glue and never let him get away uh, out to an open area to get a, a, a pass from Mahomes. That was pretty much it. And uh, I don't know if you can answer me while I'm on the phone with you because I'm, I'm calling on my phone and I have to uh, log off in order to log back on. So. All right. Well, look, uh, here's if it were as easy as let's just put somebody in Kelsey, he wouldn't be a first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer, right? Kelsey is great. Yeah. Nobody's denying that. I just felt like he didn't need to – they didn't force him to be great in this game. They just let him get away with just run up the field, turn around and catch the ball. A little short pass. Like, we'll, we'll let you have the short ones. But I, I will say the, there was a one time I know Jenkins was playing a man-to-man and Kelsey still got open on him. Like, it's really hard to cover – great tight ends and he is a great one maybe one of the best so you can say somebody stick to him like glue but he has glue remover on him and he gets himself open right he's i mean he's the best there is in the game yeah. and has been for and there's a reason like <laughs> seven eight years yeah. Yeah. i mean it just it, i mean how long has this guy been the best uh, at least seven years i <laughs> yeah. mean really if you look at the numbers he's put up uh, is it been the best tight end in football at least for seven years yeah. running i mean and it's, it's not even close no not what even he close. does uh, to, so uh, we're not saying it's easy to cover travis kelsey we just I, in my opinion speak for myself i thought they made it easier on him yeah than they needed to uh let's go to leo on the south side next up on jaguars today good morning leo hey good morning gentlemen how y'all doing today hey good thank you for ta- thank you for taking my call listen i'll be I want to say something. I want to kind of not vent, but I'm a little frustrated. But I want you to understand, I love the Jaguars. This is my team. I'm not trying to, like, be negative or 
or or disparaging in any kind of way. I understand the narrative and a great season and everything like that. I'm kind of sad and disappointed, though, and I'm gonna, let me explain my point. We keep talking about Kelsey. Y'all know Kelsey was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in 2013. He was there before Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, Andy Reid had that thing, was building that thing when Patrick Mahomes got there. Patrick Mahomes gets all the credit. Yes, he's good. Same thing with the Eagles. Now, I know that Seriani's first year, but Howie Roseman's been there building that thing. Look at Fletcher Cox. Look at Lane Johnson. When these guys got here, their organization, Cincinnati too. I haven't checked their roster, but I guarantee you, before Joe Burrow got there, they were building that thing. Same thing with the 49ers. Ever since John Lynch has been there since 2017, building that thing in the, in the playoffs every year. And when I look at us and look at the guys this year, yes, it's great. Everybody who made plays and contributions just got here like in the last couple of years. Doug Peterson, Trevor, the draft picks, we know all about the free agents, okay? And it's sad because ever since Charles Khan bought this team, there should be at least one guy, okay, one veteran presence, one guy with some seniority on this team. We have none, and we've done this day after day after day, talking about all the wasted draft picks, and it's just it's sad to me that people have come in here year in and year out, the GM that we had, and just didn't leave anything for this team. There's no, and so right now, yes, it looks, it's promising because of what they've done now, and we're building right now. Because we're so far behind. Look at these teams in the league. Look at their roster and how they've been. You've been talking about all day, all the homegrown guys they have. And I just feel like, yeah, you can sit here and say, um, I know he didn't make the catch, but hey, that, that, that Christian Kirk, man, you dropped two passes like that. He dropped one in the regular season, too. And you was the highest paid free agent. Now, you can say whatever, and they make mistakes, and Luka didn't make that catch, and Agnew, all those was free agents. And I appreciate everything they've done. They did great this season. But at the end of the day, you're, like you said, walk the, the the first round pick we got this year, he does. He has to make an incredible leap next year. So does Lloyd. So does Muma. And you have to keep these guys. You can't keep – listen, you guys was earlier talking about who we're going to get rid of. That's a problem, dude. We're already talking about who we can't keep. And like you said, we don't know that we're going to get here next year. Everything's going to be harder. Everybody's going to – and you have to and, – and that's what's sad about when I look around at some of these other teams. They've been building their okay, teams. Okay, all right. We Thank Leo, Leo, we've let your – Go for the a Jags while have here. been miserable for a decade and a half. Yes. Yeah, they're having to build it now. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Cincinnati was terrible when they drafted terrible. Joe Burrow. They were not building squat. No. They got Joe Burrow, and they became good. In fact, they didn't become good immediately. They were 4-11-1 his first year. His second year, they went 10-7, and one game better than the Jags did. They just happened to get on that playoff run that took them to the Super Bowl. They were down big yeah. in Kansas City last year, but they came back and won that game, and it propelled them on, and they lost – the game, by the way, to a team that wasn't building for years, that poured all their resources into getting Matt Stafford and a handful of other guys and pushed all their chips in, and they won the whole thing. So there's all kinds of ways to do it, but if you sit here and go, like, the Cincinnati Bengals were this great sleeping giant, no. They got Burrow, and then they followed it up with Jamar Chase, and now they're really, really good. And we're talking about getting rid of guys because we're so far over the salary cap. Yeah. So we've you've got to get rid of some guys. But you're also going to get other new guys in. It's just that's just how the NFL works. What were the Bills <laughs> building before Josh Allen got there? They had the longest streak of well, not going to the playoffs of any team nothing. in the league. Well, and uh, was Tyreek Hill playing receiver for the Chiefs this weekend? No. no. Right? Like maybe the most dynamic receiver in the league they let go of this year, and they're playing in the AFC Championship. I'm not quite you sure can't I understand keep everybody. You can't that keep right. everybody. Like guys have to go sometimes. But, it yeah, just I, happens. I think what he was trying to say is – when we do have some decent guys, they don't stick around. That's what he's saying. It's not that we are not trying to keep those guys. We were so bad 
They didn't want to be here. Sure. They would rather move on somewhere else. Sure. Listen, it's to not every, a new critique. Yeah. Listen to every player now in yeah. that locker room on Saturday, whether they're coming back or whether they're a free agent. They all want back in, yeah. and they they feel like there's something special and, happening. And there's here. other guys that want to come now. Well, yeah, That's right. The good right. Thing, you got guys sure. like DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. You know, shown that he wants to come here now. Whether that happens because of salary cap considerations yeah. and roster building consideration, maybe not. But that time at least is a thing. Do you think people were? <laughs> do you think Cincinnati was a destination place before oh, gosh, Joe no. Burrow got there? No. But now you got the swaggiest quarterback in the Super, National Football League. Super swaggy. And, and he's like, look, you know what our window is? My freaking career is my window. Amazing. Okay? Um, that should be on every shirt out there for Cincinnati. <laughs> right. And, and and that's when you have that guy, then you've got a chance. Yeah. And until you do, you can talk about building everything up that you want. The Jags Gotta built it QB. up great in 2017, and it was not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It, it, but if you build it around that quarterback, man, I mean, it, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to go deep in the playoffs every year because other teams are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. But, all right, we got to move on. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a time out here, come back with more of your reaction on this Monday. Jags fall 27-20, to 20, of course, on Saturday to the Chiefs, thus ending their 20 20- 22 season. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. He's still throwing passes. It's a David Garrard Monday on 1010XL. Brought to you by Napa Auto Care. All right, DG is here with us as we look back on the season ender for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, May it fuel them throughout this offseason. And look, I hope Hope they get some key guys back. Hope they find a way to add a few key guys. Hope everybody stays healthy. And if you get that, you're going to presume, at least I am, that the quarterback's going to take another step in his progression. Let's not forget that all these quarterbacks out there that are playing, for the most part, you know, not everyone's Brock Purdy, but, uh, you know, Mahomes is four years older. uh, And most of those have been spent in the NFL. Joe Burrow's several, he's like three years older, even though he's been in the league only one more year. So, you know, that doesn't guarantee anything just because mm-hmm. your guy's young. But, boy, I really – who doesn't love the window, potentially, that uh, the Jags have for the next maybe 12 years. Yeah. Maybe more, you know, yeah. in, in today's NFL. But, um, I, I mean, any kind of window for this team we haven't had, you know, beyond like, hey, we can stretch this out. We can ha- we can do it again the next year. Yeah. Now you're like, well – the next year and the year after and the year after, we're going to keep putting ourselves in position. And one of those years, things are going to click in the postseason. You're going to make those plays. You're going to take advantage of mistakes. You're going to do whatever and hopefully get on that run that takes you all the way to the championship. Well, the the future's bright. You know, I think we all can say that and we we all feel that. And uh, I think even in the, the game for Trevor, I'm sure there are some plays where he's like, man, I could have done this. I could have did that. And – maybe put more points on the board earlier in the game, started off a little faster. I think that's going to be maybe his number one thing that he tries to improve on going into next season is starting faster. No doubt. You know, and it's something that you can do. You just got to be when, – when you're so much more comfortable with your offense and you got your plays and you're, all, you're out there calling your own plays at the line. I know he does that often, but just think one more year – of or having a full year under his belt to be able to go into the offseason, have the offseason, go into training camp. Just think about all those different reps that it's going to get him so much more comfortable, going to make the game slow down even more, 
to where when the game starts, you know, when you see Joe Burrow get out there and he's starting these games, going nine for nine, two touchdowns to, to go up in the Bills' place, like that's the kind of stuff. That's where I see Trevor getting to. Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back into it with the phone lines here at 641-1010. Kenny on the south side is next on Jaguars today. Hello, Kenny. Hey, guys. Appreciate you and appreciate the Jags this year. Uh, I'm kind of an opponent for a retractable, uh, you know, stadium roof. I think that would be totally awesome, and you'd keep the seats filled. But that's kind of a side point. Uh, you know, maybe I, I know they that's a lot of money. So, but as far as the game goes, and uh, primarily just the game yesterday, uh, I thought they thought they played well. We're you know doing what they do, kind of coming back. Um, you know, I do think that. Since Mahomes was hurt, uh, you know, maybe they could have blitzed a little more. I know they blitzed some, but maybe come right up the middle or something if they could, you know, because they do have a good line. Um, And then the same thing with with Trevor, you know, when they blitzed him late in the game and he threw that interception, you know, maybe he needed to just take off running if he could have. And That was a question I had for David and really everybody is, uh, do you think, uh, there should be kind of the designed run or run option pass for Trevor. He was doing it earlier in the year, but uh, should he always be one of these guys that runs, you know, five or six times a game to keep the drives moving? All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I really do. I think he has, he honestly has to be more thoughtful with it. Like he has to really think I need to use my legs going into the game so that I can get easier first downs for our offense when we're driving. And he's one of those quarterbacks that he just wants to get the ball out of his hands. He knows he's got weapons out there that can run and move a whole lot better than him. But it's something special when you can be the quarterback and get those first downs to keep the chains moving. You see Jalen Hurts does it. He's a little bit more natural with it. But Trevor is a really good runner with the ball. He just has to be more thoughtful when he's doing it. He has to really think, okay, let me try to use my legs on a few of these drives. And I should get a get about five or six, maybe seven runs in in a game. They don't have to be, you know, 20, 30 yarders. Just keep the chains moving, you know. Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, we talked about this already. I don't know if they needed to blitz anymore. They need to be yeah. more effective. <laughs> they need to they get, get home. It. And right up the middle is the strength of the KC offensive line. They're, the guard to guard yeah. is where they're the strongest. So I don't know about bringing and, anybody. And I, I saw them trying to come up sure, the middle. The, they weren't getting anywhere. Right. And, and again, you so you give some credit to the KC offensive line. You also yeah. say, hey, you got to figure out a way, whether it's a scheme or just beat the man in front of you. You got to be better than that. And that's why you know pass rush is going to be. Not just because of this game, but uh, the pass rush is going to be one of the biggest question marks if yeah. uh, they can fill that and upgrade that this offseason. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Savannah next up. Hello, Kevin. Good good morning. Hello. Um, every time I listen to David, I can't help but think how good of a quarterback, well, he was a great quarterback, but how he would have flourished in today's NFL where the teams allow the quarterbacks to take off and run not like the Jaguars tried to make him a complete pocket passer when he was with the Jaguars. He would have been something else. But um, I agree with everything you said, everything that was just said about Trevor. I mean, sometimes you set up in the pocket and your throw doesn't come from your original setup point. He really doesn't even have to run, but he needs to learn how to float in the pocket a little better and throw not from the original setup point, but 
you know, move a little bit and throw the ball. Now, as far as who we end up keeping next year, Evan Ingram is by name a tight end, but he's not actually a tight end. If he need, if he wants too much, I think we need to let him go and get more of a prototypical tight end. I'm not saying the Evans not wasn't great this year. He was, but every time Manhurts comes into the game, not every time, but 90 percent of the time, it's a run and play. Um, we've got to be more flexible. You got to be able to put a tight end. Uh, the league is full of them that can block and catch the ball, and. Uh, if he, if he wants too much money, we're going to have to let him go. But uh, it would be nice to keep him, but I'd like to see a prototypical tight end. I appreciate it. Um, I, I don't think the league's full of guys that can do both and are as good at the receiving aspect as Evan Ingram is. I no. mean, I, there are guys that are, are better, you know, all-around tight ends, but I don't think the receiving upside is as high, and that is what's more valued in That's today's the league, NFL. Yeah, that absolutely. is the league. And you want to be – you think Travis Kelsey is known for his road-grading blocks? I'm not saying he never blocks anybody. He's known for catching it and what he does after the catch, yep. which is historically good. Um, George Kittle is an all-around tight end, but you don't find those guys that often that can be game-breakers in the passing game. And, look, let's say you want to draft – uh, a tight end in the first round, right? I mean, because it's not like, you know, you can hope to find one like Kittle in the fifth round like San Francisco did, and maybe you get lucky, but I'm not going to bank my tight end plan on a late-round pick, so are we going to spend a first-round pick on tight end when we need pass rush, we need another starting corner, right. we need uh, maybe a defensive tackle, we need a lot of things, you know? I was surprised on Saturday they didn't move Trevor Moore, mm -hmm. right? Like, didn't have some of the bootlegs and stuff because I disagree with the caller there. I actually think Trevor is fantastic throwing on the run, out of the pocket, oh, yeah. getting his feet reset and making accurate throws downfield, but they didn't ask him to do much of that on Saturday against Kansas City. I I don't know the reasoning for that, but I don't know if you saw it the same way or not, Dave. Yeah, you know, I didn't see it nearly as much, and I'm I'm not sure of the reasoning either. Maybe the uh, Kansas City Chiefs have good edge guys, which I think they do, and they didn't want to put them out there in harm's way because they can get on you kind of quick. But when you're running the ball well, that's when those things work, and it seemed like anytime we handed it off, we were getting good chunks and then we kind of got away from it, you know, even with the score not getting out of hand. So those things go hand in hand. Uh, sometimes you get away from it because you're like, okay, we just got to start passing it, trying to throw the ball down the field, trying to make some plays in this pass game. But you still got to use your play action and get guys open a little better that way. All right, got this one on the uh, text line. I don't get some of the second guessing. What an amazing season. Let's just say, wow, we went from last place to seven points away from the AFC Championship game. That's a valid opinion to have. Mm -hmm. It's also valid to say, hey, man, we could have been in the AFC Championship game were it not for this, this, or this, or maybe just one of those things. And, look, that's what we do in sports, right? Yeah. We're, we're not just going to sit here and go, oh, thank you, and we'll wait for the next season. <laughs> no, we're – this is – if that – you know, that's sports talk radio in a nutshell, right? Yeah. We second-guess everything, and we tell you what should have happened, what could have happened. We marvel at what did happen, and – you know, it's just, that's just the nature of being a yeah. sports fan. Well, our team gave us more hope than, man, I'm just so happy to be here and, and hopefully kind of play with these guys. Look, I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm not sitting here going, oh, these idiots, I can't believe I'm like, you know, I'm disappointed. I, I thought they could be playing. Yeah. We could be anticipating the Final Four in the NFL, and, and it was right there for the taking. Yeah, it was right there. It was it's there. not like we were, you know, being blown out again and we didn't make a comeback. We were right there, and if we just made a play here and there, 
ball game turns out a different direction. And that's valid, but it's also valid to say, you know what, man, they were three and seven at one yeah, point, and and they won the AFC South, and they won a bunch of games in a row, and they gave you some of the greatest home performances any team. Uh, in Jaguar yeah. history, has given you. They gave you thrills. They won the division title. They swept Tennessee. They carried that over into the postseason. Gave you a historic comeback yeah. for the ages. And you know, and we the fact that we could be mad yeah. that this Jaguar team <laughs> lost by only seven in Kansas City. And why the hell aren't we in the AFC title game? Is phenomenal. Yes, I think. you yes, can be proud is. and disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think I am yeah. both of those things. Yeah. You know, and uh, so. Well, you know, some people had Trevor as a bus halfway oh, through mean, the season. De- declared him just absolute yeah, bus. Yeah, we got to move on from him. I believe at least one, if can, not more, on this can station. Can we set him down and one, put somebody else in there? Uh, right. Oh, Do we need to get C.J. Beathard in there so Trevor can stand on the sidelines and learn and, a little about playing football? And watch and learn. Yes. Yeah, so, it's a I mean, great way to look. look. There, it, that, that just goes to show you. <laughs> I mean, it's gone from Mike Caldwell needs to be fired to, damn, this defense is amazing, and they're saving our butts to Mike Caldwell needs to be fired, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's just that, that comes with the territory, and you can be a fan any way you want as far as that goes. That's you sports. know, If you want to get rid of the coordinator, that's fine. If you want to get rid of the GM, that's fine. That doesn't mean we're going to agree with you, yeah. and that's not our job to agree with you. And only one team actually goes into the offseason happy about it. One team. Right. You know, everyone's going to be doing it, right? You don't think Buffalo people are – not that you need to care about that, but, again, this is just an example. This is a team that is on the rise. Did They got the quarterback. Then they said, all right, now we got to get him Stephon Diggs, right? And yeah. we got him Stephon Diggs, and we got this, and we got this, and we got all the pieces, and we got home field. And they scored 10 points mm. and didn't get the job done. And you, you think they're not – pulling their hair out in Buffalo today, you know, you could be that team. You know, expectations will change for this organization, and that's a great thing, yeah. right? I want to get to the point that if the Jags make the playoffs three years in a row and don't get to the Super Bowl, we're ticked off, yeah. right? So um, We've won at 500 for the last how many just, years? Just give us meaningful <laughs> games in yeah, December, Dan. We don't want to talk about the, the draft. We don't want to talk about the draft in November. I mean, we were legit, you know, and yeah. it, uh, again, it, look, it could have gone so many different ways. It could have been out of your control if Tennessee wins a few more games, but yeah. they didn't. And you took advantage of the situation and could it have been better? Well, yeah. You know what? You could have started seven and three instead of three and seven. And then maybe we wouldn't talk about playing that game at home. But, you know, that's a lesson for next year. And, uh, you know, every single one you you lose early could be the one that comes back to haunt you mm-hmm. later on the season. Anyway, we'll get a few more on the other side as uh, we'll give you our final reaction for the day as well to the Jaguars falling 27 to 20 to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. This team had the first of all pick the last two years. And they just went and took the best team in the AFC to the mat. All the way. And And had plays to win. And they didn't make them. But overall, this season is a wild success. He's our QB. It's a David Garrard Monday on 1010XL. Brought to you by Napa Auto Care. You can trust Jacksonville Napa Parts and Jacksonville Napa Auto Care Repair Shops. That was Tony Baselli this morning on Breakfast with Baselli with the uh, drill. Tony calling the season a wild success. I think most people will feel that it is a successful season when they get a little distance from it. And you're not... 
You don't have to feel that way. You can feel any way you like about it, right? Uh, as long as th- there's some level of reasoning behind how you feel. And I get it. Emotions overtake reason a lot of times. And that's But, look, if you just want to be mad that those were plays that were there to be made, we didn't have to do anything extraordinary, that's fine. I, I can totally understand that position. But at the same point, um, I can understand people thinking this was a, kind of a magical season for them, uh, you know. Look, they're all disappointments, like you said, Tony, except for the one team that wins the whole thing. Yep. And uh, Jags unable to do that this year. E.T., if you'd be so kind, let's fire up that 10-10 take. 10 take. 10-10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take, brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. You know, great interview that uh, me O'Brien did with Evan Ingram. We invite you to check that out on the Jaguars uh, or the uh, 1010XL YouTube page, I should say. There are tons of post-game interviews uh, from Mia in there. Uh, just great work uh, on the road and really in the locker room all season long, along with Hayes Carline and all the rest of our uh, Jaguar coverage contingent. But I think a lot of people will say bringing Evan Ingram back is a top offseason priority. It, it is among the guys who are slated to be free agents. I would agree with that. But I think the number one offseason priority is, is finding more pass rush. Now, can you do both? Yeah, you can do both. Evan Ingram clearly wants to be here, said he's communicated with that with the team. But he's also going to have to realize he's got to you know fit into the salary cap. He's got a great opportunity here, said it was the best year of his life uh, didn't say the best season of his life, said the best year of his life. Mm. And I see no reason why he wouldn't want to be attached to Trevor Lawrence for the remainder of his career, if at all possible. So hopefully something gets worked out there. But if it's just one thing you're going to fix, the top priority to me is still um, more pass rush for this football team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, you can do both of them. Um, but affecting the quarterback is definitely something we've got to get to. We had We had too many games where we did not, affect the quarterback at all I mean zero pressures and you can't just have that you should be able to get some pressure with your down four guys and we've got to figure out a way to do that all right here's a few on Twitter uh just uh, so we can pay off the folks taking the time to reply here to the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day just asking for your reaction to the Jags loss to the Chiefs uh Robert said Jags put the fun back in football this year Scott said reminded me of the first game against them when they played Kansas City, opportunities not taken advantage of, and ETN should have had more touches. Janet says she's proud, a few mistakes, and never gave up, never thought they'd have been in the playoffs after last year. Emery ran out of luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. The opportunity was there, but we could not capitalize. Casey said, I just wanted to say this is such an awesome season. Watch these guys come down multiple times and win. When was the last time we had that? Won the AFC South, came back from 27 down and won. I just hope... Uh, we produce more in 2023, and uh, I think there are a lot of those. Look, mistakes made that we would have loved to have rectified on the field on Saturday, but the big picture, most Jag fans feel appreciative for, you know, compared to certainly recent history. You gave them excitement. You gave them victories. You gave them an AFC South championship. You gave them a home playoff win. Uh, you gave him great moments, so go out there. And as Trevor Lawrence said, guys, that's the bar now. Yeah. Okay? The bar doesn't mean you have to have a 27-point comeback. <laughs> but the bar is, all right, we're now a 9-10 win type team. That's the floor. That's where we got to be. And and we're not settling for 10. Let's win 12 or 13. But, you know, let's not go next year and go, hey, we're 7-10 and 10 and – 
we're three games out of the division race and we're watching, you know, the, the bar is can you keep building on this and exactly. get further and further and further. After last year, you know, nobody had the bar really that high. But after this season, now the bar is there. And that's a good thing. You're, you should be happy and excited about your team's future because you really believe you've got the, the best pieces, which is your quarterback and your head coach. So you should be happy about that. And the fact that hopefully Balky would be able to put more pieces around your quarterback. He's already got, you know, Calvin Ridley that should be, hopefully will be here uh, next season and uh, maybe even some more pieces. But like you said, and we've said before, we've got to get somebody else on that defensive line that can help affect the quarterback. No doubt. All right. Uh, let's get a couple more in quickly here. Uh, go fast. If you can, Philip downtown, what's your reaction, Philip? Go ahead. Yeah, like most Jaguar fans, I'm I'm disappointed, especially the way the game ended with the fumble and the pick. But as far as the team goes, man, the future's so bright, I got to wear shades. To answer the trivia question nobody asked, that was Timbuk3. I mean, we got the right coach. We got the right quarterback. The guys seem to enjoy playing here. But I'm not going to say that Mike Caldwell ought to be fired, but shouldn't his seat be getting a little hot? The Detroit game was ridiculous. You cannot let Chad Henney come in and have a long drive and make a touchdown. That's not playoff football. I mean, but the future is bright. And one more comment. Maybe the national media will climb off the Dallas Cowboys. When Dak Prescott retires, He's going to have as many Super Bowl rings as he does right now. Zero. So, Cowboys fan, please don't rock that ugly star in Duval. All right. Thank you, Philip. Look, uh, if you think they're going to stop hyping the Dallas Cowboys nationally, mm-hmm. good I, luck. You better start watching the USFL, buddy. <laughs> They've done it in much leaner times than these. Right. Yes, they actually exactly. won a playoff game this year. Better so. tune in to ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah, something, right? The, the non the nine show. <laughs> I don't even know what. I don't know. That was bad. Uh, All right. By the way, the guy earlier talking about the retractable roof, uh, just give that up right now. You ain't getting a retractable roof uh, in your stadium. You'll be getting a nice awning. I was like, give us some shades. If you give us some shades, I'll be happy. That's that's what we're going for here. Uh, Baby steps. Let's go to Kenny on the south side. Kenny, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead. Kenny, you there? All right. Let's try Sean. Last word. Sean on the west side. Sean, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I want to thank y'all for this show. I tune in every Monday after win or lose. Um, just go things, you know, real quick. I'm really proud of this team, man. Um, I turned 43 on the 11th of this month, and my birthday wish was just win a playoff game. You know, sitting at stand at halftime, I'm like, man, you know, probably not going to happen. And then guess what? Magic happened. And I'm so freaking proud of this team. Um, Doug Peterson's going to win us the Super Bowl. I can really feel it. And um, if I could just get one last one for the season, man. All right, Sean. Thank you. We appreciate it. We got to wrap things up today. Uh, Let's say hello to XL Primetime. Hello. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, uh, it is only Monday, Matt Hayes, two days after the Jaguars fell to the Kansas City Chiefs, not even two full days. Uh, Are you glass half full today or glass half empty today? I'm a little blue still. 
I'm gonna okay. Just, I'm gonna just kind of get through that first. That's fine. I just like the energy in the city and this every, when it's oh, you know, when they're winning. So that, I think that's the biggest disappointment is you know the energy level is going to go down a little bit now. But no, I mean I think they 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 missed a lot of opportunities there. But they I don't think this is a one and done. I think they're definitely ascending. And that's yeah, let's hope so. And, and Dave made the point earlier too. You know we always look at well if we made this play this play or this play right. right. Well Kansas City could go. Or if you get those three, then do we get to pick three? <laughs> yeah. Like when. When our yeah. defensive back got his hands on the ball, maybe he would have caught that one. You know, so it, it goes both ways. And I get it. We're, we're a Jaguar show, so we're going to focus on that. But uh, it was one they could have won. There's no question about it. Uh, there's two – you know, you can look at it that way. You can also look and go, damn, we're seven points on the road from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Not bad. I, I will say this. You, I mean, drops are drops. It's part of the game. It's things like that. The one thing that I don't understand is why would you not play, like, some kind of inside-out coverage on Kelsey? Bro, uh, we got nine <laughs> catches in the first half. Ten. Yeah, yeah ten. I mean, ten for fifty-five at halftime. Someone over the top. If yeah. someone else beat you, then they beat you. Good luck. No, Good I'm luck with you. I, I felt like we talked about it. Just too many walk to the sticks, turn around, and didn't even have to shake guys yeah. on most of them. Just yeah, ran straight up the field, turned around, and and was there for a six-yard pass. And you know, um, we can then again. You play that coverage, and Kelsey beats you for a couple of 45-yarders, and you're going, well, why didn't you just bracket Kelsey and make sure everything he caught was for five yards? You never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, unless you win the game, you're going to second-guess and critique it right? regardless. So, uh, I assume you guys will be looking back on that today. All Jags. All Jags all the time. All right. Uh, Matt, have a good show. Bye, guys. XL Primetime coming up. Uh, DG, appreciate your service there today. and Love it. Uh, we'll see how long that extends into the offseason. You know, I'm going to try to push it a little, little longer this time. We we love having you. Uh, we know you're you're a vacationing kind of guy. We, we, so that'll, I'm, I'm that'll week, We're going to take it week to week. All right. Week to week. <laughs> Got this high ankle life going on. Ah, gotcha. All right. Well. No, you know, you know I'm going to be here. I know you will. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the insight you brought all season long. We at least had a fun one. You've yeah. looked forward to coming in on Monday. Hey, you know? this has definitely been the one season where <laughs> we actually had victory Mondays. We didn't have too many. We had a few. We had burn. a string at the we, end, We though. had a few burn to tape uh, Tuesdays uh, here this year. We did but, early on. Yeah, but that was so long ago, man. Let's hope that that becomes a distant, distant yeah. memory. It's not like they're never going to lose a close game again to a sure. bad football team. It'll happen. You know? Let's just but burn limit the that. Burn the tape Tuesday is different than we just lost, you know, by three points. Correct. The Correct. Chiefs are in the <laughs> AFC Championship game and lost to the Colts this year. But it's, when you lose to, yeah. like, the Houston See, Texans that's a early the in the season, uh, that's, that's a burn, a burn the yeah, tape. That's, that, I don't care. That's still going to be yeah. burned. Uh, the, the tape. building might need to get burned. <laughs> Man, we don't go there. All right. Uh, <laughs> for DG, for Tony Smith, for ET, I'm Mike Dempsey. We appreciate you. Playing along here today. No more Victory Mondays for this season. We'll check the tape tomorrow with Jeff Logman, and we will continue to march forward and hopefully watch this Jaguar team build itself into a perennial contender. That does it for Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Yo, Jacksonville, let's go. Two.